0: Welcome back to the vine conversations podcast it's been a bit since we've had a podcast and um so really good to re uh, enter the podcast space episode number 72 now and it's a joy to welcome back to the podcast justin and laurel Eccles. justin laurel hello how are you guys doing
1: Good. Hey. hello zach we're doing good
0: <laughs> it's so good to see you guys and uh you know, from afar, I'm thankful for technology that enables this. You know, 200 years ago, we'd say goodbye and never see each other again. And, That's right. Uh, Missionaries used to yeah, pack in
2: coffins.
0: Pack a coffin, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful we don't have to do that. And we're we're recipients of technology that it is a blessing. But man, it's been 16 months-ish since you guys have been in Ecuador. Um, let me start here. Like as you look back on these 16 months, would you say there's any um, promises of God in his word that you've found yourself kind of clinging to as a theme? um, Something that you just feel you're returning to over and over again in these last few months, anything that stand out to you along those lines?
1: Yeah, I, I think that, um, we see how God is sovereign um, and yeah. and working. you know, it, this is a different country, of course. and so a lot of times you think, well, God is only working in one place, but He's working all over the world. And so yeah. it's it's wonderful to be part of a ministry where we see God's hand at work. yeah, and uh, um when I left divine, I was an elder. and so to to sort of look at this role as another type type of like leadership that's like a shepherd. Is, is also, you know, super good. I, I'm super happy for all the things I learned at the Vine in my eldership um, time there. And uh, applying all those things to team leadership has been wonderful. So yeah. I think that God God is sovereign there as well. He's sovereign to, to instruct us and lead us and to equip us and then to provide us with um, an opportunity to join Him in ministry. Yeah, uh,
0: yep.
2: I think for me, it's been the faithfulness of God of learning to trust in his constant presence and his provision um, through the last 16 months, when at times it feels like a lot of um, earthly things have been stripped away. yeah um, to learn how to cling to his faithfulness in my in my life and in the work here has been a reoccurring theme since we got here.
0: What what of some of those earthly things being stripped away? What are what are some examples of that that you could share with us?
2: Amazon Prime.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a big one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime um, proximity to family to friends. Yep. Um, our kids um, a comfortable temperature controlled home.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, What would you say, Justin?
1: Yeah, um, just the, the way everything was pretty easy to just decide. I'm gonna jump in my car and go here or there. Or, mm-hmm. And you know, living in Madison was nice. We live, you know, sort of a rural place now that takes quite a while to get anywhere.
0: Yeah, you and, can get groceries within three minutes from your old house.
2: Yeah, yeah. right. And now it's yeah. round trip an hour.
0: Yeah,
1: Just my my friend, my family and friends and and brothers um, at the vine. And
0: so, yeah, sorry. There's a lot of little things that we don't think about, um, that I think can help us really encourage you guys and have compassion for you guys. And what's coming to mind for me is a conversation that you guys had with me and my wife, Kim recently, where you're talking about just Christmas traditions Mm -hmm. and how that's a loss for you guys because we don't think about that, but, um, now we will, where it's like you have a lot of families have rich christmas christmas traditions that are tied to a space like your home and mm-hmm. there's stockings around the fireplace and you have you know the the tradition of you know one present on christmas eve and the the rest on christmas day I and mean, that's what our family does but that's all rooted in a location our home and you guys don't have a home in the states anymore
2: mm-hmm.
0: and 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 just So um, that's just one small thing of a reminder of like, oh, wow, like that's, that's just a little loss. And there's lots of other little ones here and there. Um, Mm -hmm. But it adds up to a weight. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, what are the ways in which you have been able to see and encourage that all those little sacrifices are worth it?
2: Um,, well, I can speak directly to Christmas. I can tell you're you're trying to make me cry. <laughs> no, it's true. But during Christmas, and even on Christmas Day, I was really challenged in my heart to think about what is Christmas.
0: Amen. amen. and it's
2: and it's more than family. It's more than stockings. It's more than a tree. And really check my heart about what it truly means to celebrate. The birth of our Savior. Amen. And kind of recount what He saved me from, yeah, and what He saved me to, and yeah. really um, learn to to think about that like Christmas in its purest form. Right. So that's one good thing. Like I feel like I'm being challenged to um, to really think through those things and think deeper.
0: What would but, you say, honestly, Laurel? That that sounds like a gift, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's a painful. Yeah. It's a painful mm-hmm. gift that um, there may be a profundity to your Christmas because you're not as distracted by things mm-hmm. that that might not be the essence of it. Um, yeah, it's hard to not have your family, and it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to diminish that at all. But that sounds mm-hmm. like a, a gift in some ways.
2: It is. I I think and, I think it is.
0: Yeah, Justin, what would you say?
1: Um, I think that it's it's been difficult for me to. Um, do less um, creative work. I was an art director at a magazine before coming here. And then earlier in our, my career as a missionary, I was using art to share the gospel. And so I, I kind of felt like that, that identity was um, part of what my future would be as well. And uh, it it's not, that's not what I'm doing. And I think that although i'm not doing the thing that i feel like i'm most gifted in i feel like god is using me the way that he would like me to mm-hmm. or he, he, he that he wants to yeah and and uh, there there's lots of things happening in our ministry that i see god working in and yeah the discipleship of of the, our team as well as the um, teaching of of pastors and leaders here in ecuador and it's a fruitful ministry and i see that god um, has directed me here and is using me, but isn't necessarily doing what I would want. You know what I mean? Right. And so, dying to self and and um, embracing the work that God calls you into is hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And yeah. but it, but uh, I I see the fruit of it. Yep.
2: I think also a reoccurring a reoccurring theme in my heart and life is is just a prayer to ask God to help me love Him more then I love the things of this earth Then I love the relationships he's given me, then the places, the people, and that, um, yeah, that I would learn to love him and be about bringing him glory and spreading his fame Yeah. more than anything else. But I have to wrestle with that.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is rich. Um, mm-hmm. for those that are listening that may not totally be aware Give us in like, if you can give us like a one minute summary of the, um, the conferences that are held regularly on the property and, uh, what, what, what those exist for and how that functions.
2: Right. So compassion connection, um, teaches and equips pastors and church leaders in sound theology. So we host six trainings a year where, uh, we run students through a three year, um, seminary like course structure. Uh, one of the professors is Professor Zach Nielsen.
0: Pastor Zach. Who
2: comes in with Pastor Zach. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's those are the main things. And then we now are hosting a women's workshop of helping women learn how to read and study scripture and then teach other women. And then awesome. we have a general women's conference um, coming up as well. And so those are, the, those are the main things that we do. And then we also host... Um, we have a strong partnership with an orphanage here. and so we host um, visiting teams from the us and help facilitate those visits as well. So th- I would say those are the three main things we do.
1: You know there's some smaller categories like pastoral visits. Mm-hmm. We just got back from Guayaquil visiting Andy's father, um, pastor,
2: Yvonne. Yvonne.
1: yeah, so it, it was it was really it was really fruitful to go mm-hmm. there and to yeah encourage them. It was a good trip.
2: Yeah, and we also host pastors here for like respite weekends and things like that, so they can they don't have much money, and we yep. don't charge them anything. Yep. Yep. that's all. <laughs> you awesome. just have to get here. So, yeah.
0: Um, can you think of any stories from the lives of some of those students? Because I know you guys just recently had a graduating class mm-hmm. where they've spent three years uh, studying and coming to the property. You know, every quarter or so. Um, and they've really been poured into with good theological education and leadership training for three years and they graduate from this program and it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, any stories that come to mind from any of those students that have recently finished, um, of how the training is really impacting them?
1: Yeah, we, there's a church that's, um, let's see, it's in the Southwest,
2: um, Loha er- or Catamayo.
1: Yeah. In that area. Yeah. And and at the church, the pastor's name is Junior. And he has uh like I would I would guess like a third of his um, young people in the church that are leaders attending the trainings. And so I visited his church and you can see that how much the trainings have like equipped them to to lead and to have good theology. And it was such a it's such an interesting experience to to know that because of what we do here on the property with pastoral trainings, it's really impacting that community. Yeah. And one of the one of the young men, oh, I forget his name. It's like Romeo. The Rommel. Rommel. Yeah. yeah Rommel. <laughs> was uh I mean we we hung out quite a bit and and it was fun to get to know him, but he's just a great guy. And he's yeah. he's leading in worship and leading in small groups and just taking everything that he's learning here at CC back with him to his church and it's a it's a powerful movement.
2: Yeah, I can think of there were two young women who I got to know throughout the last year and a half and one of them one of them single and one of them's married and the single one um, at the end at their graduation when there was a time of sharing just shared about how coming to the trainings learning how to read and study her bible growing in her knowledge of the gospel just helped her be so content in singleness. Wow! And yeah, and and she, yeah, and so there's a beautiful testimony of like I'm happy I'm single. I'm content single. I'm not looking for a spouse mm-hmm. because of because I've learned how to read and study my Bible and know mm-hmm. the gospel.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: content to live my life in a way that helps spread the gospel. And I think that was a really encouraging message for other single women out there to see her life and testimony. Um, and then there was a, a another married woman who was just really excited about having the tools that she doesn't always have to rely on her pastor to teach her the word of God, that she can go home and open the word. And she's learned how to ask good questions. She's learned yeah. how to, um, you know, stay on the line of scripture. She's learned yeah. all those really solid principles. Um, and she's excited to to learn how to teach other women in her Love church it. and congregation.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard for us to um, understand because we don't live in your context, but because I've been there so often and experienced it, um, what you guys just um, recounted sounds to our ears, to at least to some people, it might just sound like, oh, that's normal discipleship. Like it's normal right, growth. Right. But right. for those that don't know, I mean, Ecuador is a totally different church culture than what we have here And there's such a need for more leaders and more theologically trained leaders. And, um, you know, we have access to so many resources that they don't have. I mean, Laurel just said it, uh, they don't have Amazon, you know, where you can just order a book and read it, you know, and it's in your doorstep literally in 24 hours. Um, and we have, uh, you know, tons of great seminaries and online education and, It's just a a void of resources and good training in Ecuador. So what Justin and Laurel just got done recounting is um, in some ways much, much more profound and revolutionary than what we might experience here in in the United Mm -hmm. States.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just those simple principles that um, I know you teach at the Vine of asking good questions of the text. and. Mm -hmm how to find the gospel in every passage and the storyline of scripture, like the things that you repeat every Sunday Mm -hmm. um, as you teach. um, Yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't exist here. So yeah, there is a huge theological famine and the training is very necessary.
1: Just encouraging people to open their Bible and follow along and and, uh, even look at the scripture that you're teaching and try to, you know, Make some some draw some conclusions yourself. Is something that doesn't isn't part of this culture. It's not encouraged to have lay people open the Word of God and and then let the Holy Spirit help them understand what it means, or even be be equipped with tools to understand how to interpret it correctly with uh, context and and historical historical aspects of the text and everything else. But but it's just not it's just not part of their culture to do it because they're relying on either a pastor or a priest to interpret the word of God for them. Mm -hmm. And they just, they just take it for granted that it's going to be correct. And a lot of times it's, it's not, it's not interpreted correctly.
2: Yeah. Justin was down in the jungle with a team with pastor Dario. And there's, there was a new believer in the village uh, close to there. And so Justin went with pastor Dario and they went and visited this pastor. And, um, Darío said, now, when I'm not here, you can open the Word of God and read it. Or maybe it was you who said it.
1: No, I was just witnessing it.
2: Yeah, and, and this other believer was like, what? You mean when the pastor's not here, I can open my Bible and read it? Mm-hmm. And everybody who was with him was like, yes, you can.
0: Yeah. All
2: the missionaries and other pastors were like, yes, you can open it. And he was like, how do I read it? Like, wow. how do I know if what I'm reading and, and I'm teaching is, is correct. Yeah. So it blows their mind that they can open the Bible without a pastor there.
0: Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. It's so good. It's so good. I'm um, looking forward to coming down in May and hopefully contributing to that with a few other folks. Um, Changing gears, uh, Laurel, we know that, and we've been praying in the past few months, just about your health and your back and, any update on on how you're feeling and how we could continue to be praying uh, along those lines? If if there's continued uh, challenges that that way.
2: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate the prayers and yeah, keep praying. Um, we found a new doctor in Quito that we've both been going to, but mainly me, and he's really been helping. Um, yeah, I've started getting acupuncture.
0: <laughs> wow
2: yeah and it's actually it's it's really helped um uh, it's yeah. great yeah i, don't, so know, thank I you.
0: don't know anything about acupuncture but yeah <laughs>
1: it's Literally great me, it was it was the last straw laurel was <laughs> laurel's like this is going to be surgery or acupuncture yeah and it's like well acupuncture is non-invasive and she, give, she give really it a shot yeah be stuck by needles it's a little bit
2: scary but yeah it's helping did you cry um, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have too. It's I know. Just, uh, yeah, I know someone else who's doing acupuncture and had a great experience. So, but they shall re- they, they shall should. remain nameless.
1: Yes, this the, person the shall. The experience that little has had has not been um, like in the in the actual process of the acupuncture has not been like super good, but um, the results are awesome.
0: Yeah. So wow. it's, hard,
1: it's hard for her to get poked, but it's the results
0: of I was Maybe I should do a sermon series on acupuncture. <laughs> I'm not sure if that text yeah, is in the combine Bible. Combine it
2: with Enneagram. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Now we're getting crazy. Um, so, so you are, but you feel uh, you're in a different place health-wise than you were 16 months ago or 12 months ago. I
2: am. I okay. am. 12 months ago, I was in bed almost every day or laying flat on my back. Yeah. Um, And so now I'm, I'm fairly mobile and have been able to do some hikes. So yeah, lots of, lots of improvement.
0: Good. Yeah. Well, that's really good to hear. And uh, what about the volcano? Cause uh, I don't know if I think most people may have heard, but like the volcano that is 15 miles from your house was smoking and doing crazy things. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, it just continues. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, white smoke that's coming out and they, and they don't necessarily consider it super harmful. But every once in a while, it, it sends out a huge cloud of black smoke. And then depending on the wind, it could interfere with like your breathing or um, you know just having all sorts of ash landing everywhere is sort of annoying too. And so the, we've experienced that. Mostly the wind is from the south going north and so it's not been blowing our direction a lot. But every once in a while it does, and everything gets covered with ash. Mm-hmm. Really? It smells sort wow. of weird, and and you can sort of you can sort
0: of sense it when you breathe.
2: Yeah, yep. So it has entered a new eruption phase, but we're yeah.
0: You never you quite st- know what to believe or what you hear is accurate or whatever. Is that kind of the way it is?
2: No, I mean they have measurable data. Okay. Um, and we just keep our eye on it. We're at a yellow, and if it moves to orange, which is the next, then we'll, we'll evacuate. So. Yeah. Lots of little earthquakes. If Does you type in
1: Cotopaxi and yep. then news, you'll get, uh,
2: you'll get the daily report of the earthquake. Of yeah. the earthquake.
0: Cotopaxi news. Just Google search it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Cotopaxi yeah. volcano. Cause it's also Cotopaxi a region. volcano.
0: Oh yeah. It's also but a brand. We woke clothing. up
2: the other night and Justin said, check your phone and see if there was an earthquake. Yeah.
0: There's been earthquakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I experienced my first earthquake in a uh, Banos Ecuador a few yeah. years ago. That was strange. Remember. Um, but do you guys feel like this is, um, do you feel like the volcano thing is like a burden you're currently bearing or is it kind of in the background or like how is it affecting you?
1: I think that in the when I first started doing it, um, it, it really made Laurel nervous mm-hmm. and and it was kind of fun to see, you know, fun to see it erupting a little bit or venting or whatever it is. And, uh, and then we kind of forgot about it. But sure. one of the things that, that helped us was to know that there's earthquakes here in Ecuador that have been doing this for years. Volcanoes, mean, you mean? I'm sorry, volcanoes.
0: Yeah.
1: They've been doing this for years. And it's just a way of releasing the pressure. And actually it's it's kind of healthy to have it happen rather than it just really blowing up. So
2: yeah. and Justin bought a motorcycle. So yeah. if it does erupt, we have approximately 15 minutes and a getaway vehicle. So wow. I feel, I feel good about it.
0: Justin's like, you better get over here lady. Cause we're getting out of yeah. here. Jump Me on this Rosie. motorcycle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Grab the dog and we're out of here. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. that's something that we don't deal with here in Wisconsin. That's a, that's a unique burden. <laughs> and for those that haven't been to the property, I mean, you step out in their yard and it's like on a clear day, that thing is like right in your face. I mean, it's this yeah. massive volcano. It's like right there. And, um, yeah, that's a that's a unique challenge.
2: It is, but if we go in a volcano, I mean, what a cool story!
0: Oh my word, Lord, may it not be so. But you're, I, I hear your point. I hear your point.
2: You could be like, guess what? I have a friend who died in a volcano. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope I never tell tell that story. But I probably, if it did happen, I would tell that story quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very macabre. Laura. Oh my word! Oh my word! Well, you guys, um, this has been a really, really good discussion and we just want you to know how much, uh, we love you and we're thankful for you and, um, Claudio and our folks that are sent out in, um, North Africa and we pray for you guys every week. Thank you. Um, so any, um, like poignant prayer requests you would like us to be thinking about, um, as we're listening to this podcast and we can, I can ask people right now let's as you hear what they say let's just stop and pray for them right now what would you guys say
1: Um, yeah we have we have two interns and they both expressed interest in in uh, joining us as full-time staff Mm -hmm. and uh, we we've also you know thought about other positions of full-time staff and so you can just pray for the future of CC I mean that the as long as you keep on adding young people to staff, it seems like you can perpetuate a ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, we're, that's our, our prayer that CC always has enough staff to keep the ministry going.
0: Let me let are me we- just stop and encourage you with that real quick. Um, that's a really good sign of your leadership that people mm. are wanting to be on your team. You know, if if you guys were not leading well, they probably wouldn't want to be in your team. And so, just mm-hmm. the fact that they desire to stay. Um, I think you should, you should be encouraged by that. That's really, mm-hmm. really good.
2: Thank you, Zach. Thanks Zach. Yeah. Um, I think also for CC, um, for, for people to give to CC, we have been so well supported, um, personally, personally, and we're very thankful. Don't stop supporting us, but <laughs> also, um, CC is looking for regular donors. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. If you could be praying about that, if maybe that's something the Lord would lead you to do, um, you can give online through the website. And then for for us personally, just a growing sense of contentment, um, that this would feel like home for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. for good deep friendships with Ecuadorians. Um, we got invited to lunch at an Ecuadorian's house on Sunday, which is kind of a big deal. One of my friends. One of Justin's friends. Beautiful. Um and we're we're excited about that. Um, because we know we're the weird ones. Sure. Right. <laughs> and so some, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, for good deep relationships. We found a good church we really like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, growing in language and culture and just wisdom also as as leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved working on staff at the vine because I felt like with the plurality of elders and leadership, there was always somebody to bounce an idea off of or somebody to be like, yeah, probably don't do that Laurel or sure. And sometimes I'm like, uh, am I, are we leading? Well, are we leading correctly? Yep. And so we have that. We would grow in wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. Anything for you personally, Justin, for your heart. Uh,
1: for my heart. <laughs> um, of course.
0: Um, <laughs> what are you gonna say? No, I'm I'm crushing it right now. Of course. Um,
1: I I guess I guess uh, sometimes, like Laurel said, being the only leader is is difficult. I mean, sure. we, we have each other certainly. Um, but just to continue to trust God and to and to look past maybe some of the things that that bug me that are not like super big deals, but just my preference.
0: Sure. Mm.
2: And
1: so it's like, um, there's there's so much to be thankful for with our team and with CC's ministry and, and really just turning my, my mind to counting blessings rather than sort of in my mind, like being disappointed. And mm-hmm. so like really being thankful for all that God is doing because there is so much to be thankful for. And that is way better to concentrate on than just like grumbling. And yep. so, that's what you can pray for. For my personal request,
2: hearts of hearts of gratefulness, hearts of gratefulness. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think no matter where you serve, if you're a leader, um, just praying that God would provide contentment. Because um, mm-hmm. part of, part of your gear as leaders is to see what's wrong and want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just part of how God makes leaders. But oftentimes we run up against. The, the boundaries um, and the limits of our just humanity and the boundaries of our giftedness. And you just can't change the things that you would like to change and initiate things that, you know, it's just not possible. And um, so it's kind of a burden leaders carry. And so um, I feel that as well. I mean, I join you in that, you know, that we would um, be content as leaders and, and not like run ahead of the Lord but also not fall behind and that's like Mm -hmm. keeping step with the spirit Galatians five. Um, and, uh, sometimes it's a mystery about how that, that works, you know, so Mm -hmm. we will definitely be praying for you guys in that and just know that you're not forgotten. And, uh, we've got some fun, um, FaceTime of vine people with you guys scheduled in 2023 and so yes we're we're
2: super excited about that that team thank you vine for sending them for supporting them for yeah it's gonna be fun
0: for those that don't know we've got a, a good group of about eight or nine adults going down in a few weeks uh to serve the property there and so um would love for others that have never been to take an opportunity like that so well we love you guys and uh we're so thankful for your courage to be sent and your faith to trust god and his provision in being sent and um so we're so um we're so thankful and we're inspired by by your faith as you trust his promises in a place that's not always easy but it's really really good
1: thanks zach thank you zach